This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Welcome to this episode. And today I want to talk about gut feel and intuition. And why as a visionary founder, your best decisions will always be illogical. And you may, as I say that, you may listen and go, yep, I can totally see that. And you may not be quite connected to that yet. And we're going to talk about both those things in this episode. So I want to talk about why this is important. Why is it important that you that you really operate mainly from your gut feel and intuition and don't get too logical about things. I want to give you some examples of illogical decisions I've made and how transformative and life-changing they've been and also how that's happened for my clients. If you're sitting here thinking, oh gosh, I don't even know how to access that place, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And finally, if you are a visionary founder and you're running your own business, I also want to talk about how do you manage that in your business? How do you manage these creative impulses that you have? How do you not kind of like cause chaos in your business? Because it's really easy to do that as a visionary founder and someone like myself who has like a hundred ideas a minute, then you can actually destabilize the business. So I want to also talk about that. So if you're a visionary founder running your own business already, then please do say to the end, because I'm going to give you some top tips on how to manage that creative impulse, those illogical impulses, those quantum leaps in your business in a way that's really productive. So why is gut feel and intuition so important as a visionary founder? Well, you know, I've touched on this before because visionary founders create from possibility and potential. They do not create from the status and, you know, the status quo and what is going on right now. And that's really important because it's in the word, isn't it? Visionary. Visionary is stepping into the future. It's going beyond what exists already. It's stepping into a different place. It's seeing that potential that the most of the population can't see. And that's how we create change. That's how you create businesses that change the world, that move humanity forward. And if you've been listening to this podcast and you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that that's my bigger mission here is really to work with visionary founders in order to change the world and to shift humanity forward. So I often joke with my clients and with people who know me that all my best decisions have been completely illogical. So whether that was leaving my nice, safe corporate career in marketing to set up my own life coaching business, whether it was moving from London to Brighton when I knew nobody there, I had nothing set up. And I've also done the same thing recently, moving from West Sussex to Bournemouth, where again, I know one person, that's it. (laughs) And, you know, we'd been down here twice. And actually, even on the first visit we came, I was like, yep, this is right. This is where we're going to. So, all the decisions that I've made, the big decisions, the decisions that have changed the trajectory of my life have all been illogical. And, you know, I'll take my Bournemouth move as an example. I knew I was connecting to what I really wanted, which is one of the steps that you need to embody in order to create this. So I knew I wanted to move to the coast. 
I knew that I wanted to put my daughter into a different kind of school, a creative school. I knew that I wanted to live a different life. You know, I knew I wanted to work virtually. I knew I wanted to have a different sense of freedom in my life. And that's what I was creating. And so I started to just connect to that and to look around and to think about different places. And all of a sudden, Bournemouth just popped into my brain. And I thought, gosh, I know a friend in Bournemouth. That's interesting. And, you know, it's by the sea. And then I thought, I wonder if there's a Steiner school there. And I searched for a Steiner school. And lo and behold, there's a Steiner school in Bournemouth or just inside of Bournemouth inland. So I thought, oh my goodness, we could live by the sea and my daughter could go to a Steiner school. So I started looking at that. And then it turns out that Bournemouth is actually kind of quite an entrepreneurial community and is starting to become more so actually sort of shifting into being more of that entrepreneurial creative space. And so all the pieces just went ping, 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 and all lined up. Um, and, you know, eventually, well, eventually after like a couple of months, we moved in. It was only a couple of months because I was having some debates, shall we say, with my ex-husband about us moving down here. But I should also say, actually, that there was nothing, like if you looked on the standard websites, there was nothing to rent down here. And again, a house kind of magically appeared from nowhere. Just one conversation with an agent where we connected and, you know, he found me this amazing house. So the whole move here was totally magical. And again, when I set up my own company, I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't have a strategy. I hadn't planned it. And I'm not saying necessarily you should do this, but for me, I was burnt out. I was actually exhausted. I'd been working this marketing career for a while. It wasn't me. From that space, I couldn't even connect to the future life that I was creating, really. I could only follow an impulse. And so I did. I sold my house. I left my job. I moved to the coast. And then again, you know, there were a series of synchronicities that happened that meant that I created an amazing life there. You know, I set an intention that I wanted to get into the coaching field, that I wanted to really build my experience. I'd already trained as a coach, but I didn't have a lot of experience of actually working in businesses as a coach. And lo and behold, somebody phoned me and said, "Who?" she actually ran her own bigger corporate coaching consultancy and was like, people keep mentioning your name to me. I think we need to speak. And I was like, yes. And I worked for them for a couple of years. And that was really my apprenticeship into this whole new world. And again, I couldn't really have predicted that. I could have tried to create it, but I didn't even have to create it in a logical, practical sense. It just came to me. And as I was chatting to a client of mine yesterday, it's a company that I'm working with in the US, and I was chatting to somebody there who's a very senior uh, finance guy. And, you know, we were talking about the numbers of the company and how they're growing and how they're growing year on year and blah, blah, blah. But actually, as we got into the conversation, he said to me, you know, it's interesting, though, that whenever I've really trusted my gut and whenever I've really trusted my intuition, I've just taken a step out. It's always worked best for me. And he told me a story about earlier on in his career when he was working for another financial company and, you know, with somebody that was very well regarded, had a lot of connections and it was such a good opportunity. It made total sense for him to work in this business. And he wanted to set up his own thing. He also had a side project and the side project made no logical sense, right? It made no sense to walk away from this kind of sure thing and set up the business that he set up. But he just had a gut feel about it and he did it. 
And when he did it, that business was actually hugely successful and he sold it three or four years later. So, you know, it's so interesting that even for somebody who's more on that logical side, you know, that needs that for their job, what he was saying to me was it's still like those big gut feel decisions that have actually created the big change and the big movement and the big opportunities in his life. So how do you even access this place? If you're not used to this, sometimes when I speak to people and the start of this evolution, the start of their personal development journey, if you like, people say to me, but I don't even know what I want to do. I've got no idea. And I don't know how to operate from my gut feel and intuition. And whenever I try and do that, my brain just gets in the way and tells me why I shouldn't do it. And they live in quite a risk averse way. You know, they're trying to predict what they're doing and why and, you know, figure it out. And you'll know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast, that you can't figure out big steps in your life because your brain can only figure things out from what it knows. It can only figure it out from, we know this now, what can we project moving forward? But that projection will never say, give up your job and move to the coast. Never, ever, ever, (laughs) because it makes no logical sense. And to the brain and the ego, that's scary. It's kind of like, why would you do that? Stay in the sure thing. That's what your survival mechanism wants to tell you. And that's why you can never make life decisions, I don't think, from your head and your brain. And, you know, I've never been someone that does pros and cons because, again, if you do pros and cons, you never decide to set up your own business based on a pro and a con, right? You'd never decide to have a baby, you know, (laughs) you'd never decide because you'd never be ready. You'd be like, oh, I'll build up some money and I'll do this, I'll do that, and then I'll have a baby. And then it's probably going to be too late, right? So all those big decisions are emotional, energetic desire, passion-fueled decisions, which are definitely my favorite kind. So if you don't know, if you're in the early stages and you don't really know what you want to do and you've got all this fear and you can't figure it out, my top tip is stop figuring it out because it's impossible, right? And actually you want to get into a space where you can start to build this intuition muscle. And I often do think about this as like, you know, imagine that you're training and you're going to the gym And, you know, the more you use a muscle, the more it builds and the stronger you get. And the more that becomes a natural thing for your body to do, you build that muscle memory. Well, it's exactly the same with intuition and gut feel. And people sometimes say to you, because I'm well known for my spooky spider sense and intuition when I'm working with clients. And people will say to me, well, were you always like that? Could you always do that? And I say, well, I was always intuitive. I would say naturally but I definitely developed this ability. I focused on it. I set an intention for it and I I played with it and I allowed it free reign in my life and it became stronger and stronger. So for me, you know, I have my access points for this. If I ever feel like I'm off track, the beach is my number one go-to place. It, whenever I can just step on a beach and I feel free and expansive and alive and I literally have this feeling of joy in my heart and my chest when I step onto a beach and just sit and watch the waves. Being around my daughter and my Labrador, again, just takes you out of your brain and into that playful, lovely space. Sometimes if I've got too much in my head, I'll just go and bounce on my daughter's trampoline. (laughs) It brings out that kiddie sense in me. I meditate, I journal. So you may be that it's being in nature, just, just take switches your brain off. It may be running. It may be 
swimming, it may be listening to your favorite music, it may be dancing, whatever that thing is that gets you in your body and in your desires. And I'm going to talk more about desires in another episode. But when I say the word desires, often people say to me, you know, gosh, I don't even think about my desires. That's such a strong word. But actually your desires are the combination of your intention and energy and emotion, and they all come together in desires. And desires are really where I've made those big leaps in my life. I desire a different way of living. I desire to be able to be with my daughter whenever I want to be. I desire to pick up my daughter from school. I desire to have this freedom lifestyle. I want to travel. I want to see amazing places. I want to be able to work wherever I want to work. I want to work with people who inspire me and encourage me to be my best. Can you feel the energy of that? That kind of like And every leap I've made in my life and business has been from that place. I just want this. I have a desire for it. And my coach often says that we're not given our desires to torment ourselves. You know, (laughs) we're given them because they're our desires and they're the things that we're meant to manifest in our lives. So feeling into that, writing your desires, journaling on it can be a great way to go. So have a play with that. If you're not used to doing that, if you feel like I don't even know where to start, just start, play, be curious, be like a child and see what you can create. So the last piece I want to talk about today is if you are a visionary founder and you already have a business and you already have that going on, you may find that in your creative, visionary, intuitive space that you can potentially cause a bit of chaos around you. You can cause that space where you have an idea and then you leap into it. So I've seen this happen a lot in businesses where there's a visionary founder and they have an idea about something. And I'm just going to make something up here, right? But because I'm conscious of holding confidentiality, but say I've got a business already. And then I think, wow, there's a big market in China. We should go after China. And then I go into business and I start talking about China and I start saying, you know, there's this huge market in China. What could we do in China? How would our products translate? How would we do that? Wow, that could be a big opportunity. And often when visionary founders do that, they're just playing. They're just having thoughts. They're just putting it out there and they're getting some response to it, which is how they generally build their ideas. The danger though, is what you're not saying is drop everything you're doing, research China, let's do it tomorrow. But that's what people in the business often hear, right? Oh my God, so-and-so wants China. Let's go for China. What are we doing about China? You know, And it causes chaos and everybody starts to run around like headless chickens. And I've had this conversation a lot with visionary founders that I know to say, okay, when you say something, because you're the visionary founder, you will set something off. It's like you're a catalyst for something and you create this impulse that people go, right, right. This is what's important now. Let's run off and do it. And that isn't necessarily your intention, but it's often what happens. And so what I encourage visionary founders to do when I work with them one-on-one is to really slow down a bit, actually not in the impulse and not in make it happen, but to feel into it first. And actually, I'm going to talk a bit more about this in other episodes, but it creates a separation between yourself and the business. So you may have an impulse, you may get excited, you may think, oh my goodness, I want to do this tomorrow. 
But I want you to then sit with it personally. I want you to feel into it. I want you to go on a little bit of a journey with it before you dash into the office and start sharing it with anybody and everybody, right? Because you need to be able to create it in your business in a way that doesn't, as I say, send everybody off on a tangent and cause chaos. So what I encourage my visionary founders to do is to have that impulse and to sit with the impulse. Gosh, that feels really exciting to me. What is it about China that I just am so excited about? What could we create here? What's possible? What would that mean for the business as it is? What would it mean for the markets we're in right now? Who could help me deliver this project? And hopefully you have maybe a coach or a confidant or a peer in another business, a mentor that you can start to throw these things around with, okay? But don't throw it around with everybody in your business straight away. (laughs) Play with it, sit with it, because what happens is you have that impulse. And then when you sit with it, you think, yeah, do you know what? Maybe it's not China. Maybe it's actually it's Hong Kong that I'm particularly interested in right now. Or yeah, maybe it's China, but do you know what? I really want to bed in the US first. And so you can kind of like feel it in your body and in your system. You can embody it. You can mind map it. You can visualize it. You can feel into it. And you can share it with some people who can help challenge those ideas and help you build on them. So yeah, China's amazing. But what does that do for our plans in the US? How does it sit against this? What exactly do you want to create? You have those people that can help you build on that idea and to feel into it and sense it before you kind of dash into the business and every man and his dog has suddenly gone off on this kind of new direction. So it's about embodying it. It's about sharing it with a few people that can help you really think about it, claim it, work it through, think about what you want to create. And then kind of look at the business. So, you know, again, I, I quite often am encouraging people to sit a bit outside of their business and not that you don't have an energetic connection to it, but that you are you and the business is an expression and extension of you. And so you can play with it. You can drop things into it. You can look at the strategy of it, but it isn't responding to your every whim and your every impulse. And that probably sounds obvious when I say it, but it's really easy to get into that as a business, that I want this and therefore I start this in my business. And the business is really one expression of you. It's one way that you are creating the change you're creating in the world. And there may be many other ways of creating the change that you want to create in the world. So I really encourage you as a visionary to take that moment to, you know, not to constrain it, not to put the brakes on it, but just to allow it to flow through your system. And as I say this, I'm kind of moving my shoulders around. I'm kind of feeling into it. I'm feeling into the next pieces. So I'll give you a little example for me that I have about four ideas of group programs and group memberships, masterminds that I want to launch, right? That are for different people, people at different stages of this evolution. And right now I'm not clear yet on exactly which one I want to do first, right? And so I'm not rushing into one. I'm not setting all the pieces in place. I'm not saying to my social media person, go, 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 go. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do this tomorrow. It's kind of like I'm incubating it and I'm feeling into it and I am watching the pieces line up and I'm feeling into the pieces that are having resonance with my clients and I'm feeling into where the need is. And I'm definitely not slowing it down, 
I'm just kind of being with it and I'm allowing myself some space. I'm actually just rejigging my business so that I have more space to think about these things, to be in creation mode, to have more time to write and create, because that's really important to me. So I really want to encourage you to just luxuriate in it, feel it, nurture it, be with it, really sense into it so that you can play with it and have fun with it and just see what gets created before you dive into action. It's so tempting to dive into action and start like creating something and going crazy with it. But when you've got a big organization, that has implications. Okay. So I don't want you to slow it down. I still want you to have the pace and the agility, but I want you to be able to slow down. I want you to be able to feel into it. I want you to be able to, yeah, I love that sense actually of luxuriating in it and being in curiosity with it and knowing that you're incubating it and, you know, forming it within your system before it launches into the business. So that's my top recommendation for you if you're a visionary founder right now. So go and have a play, connect your intuition, really feel into it. You know, if you're not used to being that place, have a play with it. See what environments, what um, stimulus help you to be in that place. And if you are a visionary founder and you think, oh gosh, I really resonate with some of what Lisa's saying, I can feel how sometimes I do create that chaos in the business. I share the impulses in a way that, you know, maybe is not that helpful to the overall strategy of the business, then do reach out to me because I've I've seen this many times and I know the pieces to put in place. I know how to work with the business in a way that it stays agile and creative and fast moving, but without the chaos, without that kind of frantic quality that can come in if you're not really being in control of it. So as ever, this is a movement, this is a mission. (laughs) So if I'm talking and you're thinking, oh, my friend, my colleague, my peer, my boss really needs to hear this, then do share this podcast. It's doing really well. And I'm getting so much amazing feedback about it. And even people chasing me saying, when's the next one out? Have you recorded the next one? You know, I love this one on feminine power. What else are you doing next? You know? So, you know, if you've got ideas for me, if you've got things that, that, you know, you really would love me to share, then also share those with me. You can comment here. You can email me, go to my website, which is lisamitchell.co.uk or go and find me on social media, all the links in this podcast. And I would love to hear from you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.